Welcome back to another episode of Her Reality Podcast, the most real podcast there is out there for women just like you and me. This is made by real women for real women. Hello, I'm your host, Maureen Casey. Um, And you know what? Today is a little bit different because today is the Mother's Day episode. And we are talking, um, actually, I am talking. I am talking today. Um, So that is new. That is crazy. And I'm really excited about it. And I'm just going to open up to you about my journey as a mother. This is a conversation I would love to be having with you guys. So make sure that you're on Instagram with us or Twitter, Facebook. The Facebook group is amazing, right? It's a great place to plug in. And I really want to encourage you to get over there and to have these conversations with us more than anything, because motherhood can be kind of lonely, Um, or at least that's been my experience of it. I've been lonely so many times on this journey, and I know that there's other women out there that are going through the same thing or similar things, right? There's other women raising their kids, co-parenting, you know, getting married, moving, all of these different things that I've experienced in my time of motherhood. And yet I'm still prone to feeling lonely. Um, And it just, it absolutely blows my mind. And so that's one of the things that I really wanted to talk about or why I wanted to do this episode specifically is because it makes so much sense to me to talk about motherhood when a lot of women, that's still something we're doing, right? And so that brings me to the first thing I want to talk about, um, being a mom, right? Like that's a decision we get to make. And I don't feel like that's a decision that used to be made by a woman, I mean, really think about that. I feel like women are like, no, I'm in control of my body. So like, of course I get to decide if I'm going to have kids or not. But when did we start making that decision, right? Like, and here's the thing, because I think it was an authentic decision back in the day, but it was an authentic decision from a different place, from a different energy, right? I am making an authentic decision for myself, knowing what I'm capable of and what I'm allowed to do, what I should do, what society expects. And so are you. Your decisions are weighed by all of the different variables in your life. And so it used to be so, it was just the normal. It's what everyone did. And it was like a pride thing. Like maybe there was even a competition to it, right? And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm going to have to call my grandma and ask her. She would have a better insight, right? I feel like this is something closer to her generation. But I feel like maybe there was even a competition to it where it was like, oh, well, this is my thing. So I'm going to be the best at it. Like, watch me mom the hardest, (laughs) right? Where moms now are like, well, first of all, women now, let's just take a step back. Women now are deciding if they want to have kids or not. When is a good time for them to have kids? If they're going to pursue their careers. And I just want to start by saying I'm honored. Like I am so honored that I get to live in that world, that I get to raise my daughter in that world because it is up to me, you know, and no, my daughter was not planned by any means. Um, I was 20 years old when I got pregnant, had her just a few months before I turned 21. And that was not what I expected. Matter of fact, I'd always said, and here's the funny thing. I knew I wanted kids, but I also 
knew that I was human and that I was going to fuck things up. Right. Like I just, I did, I knew that. And that scared me. Like that worried me. I didn't want to be responsible for like the destruction of the world. Now I understand that like my one child is not going to be the destruction of the world, but I'm dramatic. Okay. Like I have a big personality. And so it felt like that growing up. And so I always said, I didn't want to have kids one because what if I screwed them up? Like what if I was the reason that there was like a terrible person walking around because I knew I wasn't a great person at the time. I was still learning how to people, right? I was still learning how to be a decent human being. The other thing is love. Um, and this was a hard thing for me to even decide I wanted to get married and to really get close to somebody. I'm afraid of love and loss. Like I knew if I had a kid, I was going to love, like I was going to love hard. Cause that's what you do, right? Like that's what I saw. That's, I just thought it was like instantaneous. Like I'm just going to love. And so <laughs> I was so afraid, like once again, I was going to screw it up and my baby wasn't going to love me back or that, um, I was going to let her down or him or, you know, my baby. Um, just so many things. I was so scared. And so I never wanted to be a mom, mostly out of fear. And I always masked it with the other things I wanted to do in my life. I was going to travel. I was going to do all of this stuff. And those are legit. Like I do love to travel. But what I'm saying is Aaliyah was not planned. And I love being a mom right? Like I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. I don't think I'm the world's best mom, but I think I'm a damn good mom, you know? Um, and it's okay. I don't want to be the best mom ever. I want to be the best mom for her. And that's what my job is. And I realized that while I was pregnant is like, I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm here to guide her on her journey. So my flaws and the things that I've done and my stories and my lessons, I'm designed to share with her. That way she can do something with that information. And that changed everything for me as a mother. But I digress, right? I mean, that's part of my story. Uh, but the first thing I really wanted to bring up is like, how cool is it that we get to do that? We get to do that. So I want to start. I want to start talking about that. I want to have that conversation. Have you decided to have kids? Is that something you've actually seriously talked about? My husband and I talked about that in marriage counseling before we got married or so premarital counseling. Um, and we talked about the desire to have kids and wanting more and what it looked like to expand our family and when we thought that was going to be a good time and would we be okay if it just kind of happened. I mean, we went over all of those things, but have you, like, have you laid out that part of your life? Is that something that you've written into your own story? I'm just curious, right? Like if you want to share that with me, I would love to know. How did you come to that decision? Or are you still making that decision? Are you leaning one way, but you're open to whatever happens? Like I would just be so interested in knowing. The glare is really bothering me. Um, so <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about that. Now, man, they don't tell you. Like they don't tell you when they say, right, you always hear it you know, it's not easy being a parent, a parent, like there's no user manual. There's no guide. Like it's hard. No one ever tells you like all of the things that are really hard. So one of the cool things that I did starting when Aaliyah was about a year old is I started keeping a journal for her and I wrote down all of the different things and I got it out the other day it's starting to make me tear up already. I got it out the other day and I started reading back to when, you know, terrible twos and twos weren't bad. Threes were crazy, but twos weren't bad. And, but there are little moments and there was one moment in particular 
where, I mean, we were just going at it. Like we were yelling, screaming, fighting. She was holding her ground. I was holding my ground. Um, I was working, trying to start my business on the side, stressed out. Like there was so much going on. And I finally put her in my room, turned on the TV, put her in the middle of the bed. And it was late past bedtime. I was just like desperate to do anything to get her to go to sleep. And I do not know what we were fighting over. Um, but I wrote about how broken I felt as a mom, right? I was sitting on the other side of the door because I couldn't leave her. She was three, but I also needed space, right? Have you been there? Um, I was a single mom at the time. So it was right before I was getting married. And so life was just crazy. I was fighting with her dad a lot because he didn't understand the blending of families and we just didn't see eye to eye on so many things. And I was sitting on the floor with my back against my own bedroom door bawling, bawling about how hard it is to be a mom and how hard it is to want her to be independent and to speak her mind and to not know how to help her communicate and to not know what she really wants and to feel like I was failing and to feel like I couldn't do it because I was tired and I needed a break and I needed sleep and she wouldn't go to sleep, right? And it was such a humbling thing to read. And more importantly, it was such a humbling thing to write because I hope one day she does go through and she actually reads it. And I hope that she's inspired by some of these stories and I hope she laughs and I hope she feels connected, right? I hope that she doesn't feel so alone in her journey if this is a journey that she chooses to take. And if it's not a journey she chooses to take, I hope that she reads it and she's filled with love, <laughs> right? Like, I hope she reads it and she's like, wow, my mom did this. Like, she reads it and she's like, wow, my mom was working two jobs and going to school just to give me my best life. My mom made a decision and stuck by it, even though her entire world changed the very next day. Like, I got a cool mom, right? And it's such an honor. Yes, baby. Anytime I start crying, my little therapy dog comes over and is like, you're okay, you're okay. Like, yes, I know, I'm fine. You're fine too. Um, <laughs> so get y'all a companion dog. If you have depression or anxiety, I highly recommend it. They'll sleep with you. They'll love on you. They'll lick you. They'll let you know that you're not alone. Um, it's great. I highly, highly recommend it, okay? Especially if you're like me and you're a human design projector or maybe you're even a reflector and you have very limited, uh, defined areas and maybe people in your house have a lot of defined areas. So when they leave, all of a sudden you feel alone and empty. It's a real thing get you a companion animal. Okay, so back to the message. <laughs> Being a mom has been such a wild ride and every day is a new message. Like every day is a new journey. Every day is uh, a challenge and it's something exciting. And I'm loving where I'm at right now. Like I loved being Aaliyah's mom as a baby, but I missed out on a lot of it. Honestly, I did because I was working so much and I was going to college and I was getting certified as a life coach and a nutritionist and just all of these different things. 
so that I could make the best life for us and so that I could do right by us. And I was going to business school so that I could run this business the right way and just, you know, so many things, but I missed out on a lot of it. And I loved her though. Like I loved it. I loved what I did get out of the baby stage. And then I loved right before she went to school. Cause that's when I first got it, you know, started staying home with her. And it was amazing. All of the things we did together and we learned and the bonding and getting to show her how to run a business and getting the call when she was in kindergarten and every, you know, all the kids were talking about their parents and she was like, Oh yeah, well my mom's a like yikes but I was okay with it I'm like well what's your problem with that oh we don't think it's appropriate language why not why not like she didn't lie at least she didn't lie to you she could have lied that's way worse it's way worse than anything she could have said right now you know but having to have that conversation with her father who still at the time didn't really support me having um, a home-based business or being an entrepreneur you know not that it was his place to support but he didn't understand. He didn't really like get it. And so getting that call and being like, okay, why are you teaching our daughter that you're a badass? What is that? That's not a real thing. You don't get paid to be a badass. What do you actually do? Right. Um, fun conversations with my ex, right? Fun conversations, co-parenting. It's amazing. All of the things that come out of being a mom. But I think some of my favorite things are recently because I'm a totally different person now. Like I'm a totally different person and I love being who I am now. Like I love the mom I am today. I love the woman I am today. I love the wife I am today. And I want to honor that. Like I love honoring that woman. I'm proud of who I was. I'm so proud of who I was, which also warms my heart to be able to say, cause I remember look like in the past, thinking, I just want my future self to be so proud of me. Like, I just want my future self to look back and be like, wow, you worked your ass off, but we're here. And I get to do that every single day. And I'm so proud of who I am, right? Like, I'm so proud of me. So I, I feel like Kanye, like, this award goes out to me. Like, I'm the real VIP here. Like, I'm the MVP. I've done this. I've worked my ass off. I've put in the time, the labor, the sweat, the tears. I've created magic. Like, I've put together these awesome, beautiful books for my clients that just help them absolutely live their best life by their design. Like, I get to do this stuff every single day. Like, I've created this life. And I'm so proud of it. Like, I'm so proud of it. And, uh, anyways, so as of recently, I've realized just how amazing I am as this human, like this version of myself. And it's fun being a mom right now. And it's fun also at the time that it has come. Aaliyah is seven, so her subconscious is pretty much formed right now. And she's really her own person and she's stepping into that independence and she's testing the grounds of who she is as a rising star on this earth. And it's cool. Like, it's cool, man. It's so cool. And we get to talk about some of the most amazing things. And what she says to me just blows my mind every single day. It just absolutely like blows my mind. And I've been transformed lately um, because, okay, so for example, I realized that I 
want my daughter so desperately and so badly as a mom wholeheartedly i want my daughter to have a great relationship with me when she's older teenage years i don't want them to be hell like everyone talks about like i want her to talk to me i know it's going to be tough i know there's hormones i know she's the emotional authority at our house well josh technically is so god bless him he has to hunker down during those days because i do not have an emotional authority and Aaliyah and, and, and Josh are. And so when it's just her and I, man, ooh, and then we talk about those periods and like we got all this stuff going on. Life's gonna be a bit crazy. And I need this man. Like I need my husband. Shout out to him. We're gonna have to have a husband's day episode. Uh, but it's amazing to me because I wanted her, I want her to have a great relationship with me. And I realized that she needs to see that. And so I had to do a lot of growth as a mom, as a wife, as a human, as a daughter though, like as a daughter. And I had to start treating my parents differently, especially my mother. My mother and I do not have a great relationship. I wanted to get emancipated. Like, and that shit was for real, for real. Like I went through, I read everything and then I realized legally it wasn't the best option for me. But like, I read through everything. I looked up lawyers. I talked to multiple people, talked to my counselor. Like I, I went to a lot of extent to like, I was serious about it. Um, and it's not because my mom is such a terrible person. We do see very differently and we're very different human beings. And we did have a very rough patch for sure. Um, but always I was different. And now looking back, I know. So in the human design world, which if you guys aren't super familiar with me, I'm a human design enthusiast. It's one of the biggest tools that I use with my clients to really help them get to understand themselves and the people closest to them so that they can have the most impact. And I do it because this is what I, I do. Like this is, I'm telling you these stories because this is exactly how my brain works and how I operate and how I come to the conclusions I do and how I live my life. And this is what I coach and this is what I teach as well. It's just how it works. You have to walk the walk, right? Like if you don't, what are you even doing with your life? Get out of here, go back to the couch. Um, and so for me, I'm a projector. And so I'm a totally different type of person. I'm the type of person that needs a lot of rest. I help guide people through life. I am here to guide the world where my family is a whole bunch of generators and they are the working class or not the working class, but out of the types, they're the workers, the working bees. They're the ones that like literally build civilizations and whatnot. They're the doers, right? So you've got the people that initiate, those are the manifestors. Then you've got your generators. They're the ones that do, they're the ones that uh, they take action after someone said, okay, you know what? We're going to start our own civilization, right? Someone came up with a great idea to come to America. And then someone else was like, bet, let's do it. And then went, and I'm saying someone, because yeah, we know who came over, but like, surely there was more to the story, right? Like people were sitting around playing poker or something. And some dude was like, I'm going to take that idea and run with it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how I think history went. Okay. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, but anyways, so you have the generators, they're the doers, they're the ones that are going to go out and make it happen when starting something new, something big like that. And then you have the projectors. That's what I am. We make up a very small percentage, less than 20%. Generators are over 70%. Like it, it's amazing, right? Just, whoa. And then, and so, okay, hold on, let me back up. So projectors, me being a very small percentage of the people and then an even smaller percentage because I'm a splenic authority, 
projector. So I make up, why am I saying 20%? Only like 10% of people are projectors. Roughly um, 7% of those are splenic. So like, I'm like this crazy small percentage, right? And anyways, the point is projectors are the ones that are guiding those other two groups, especially the generators. So I am here to service over 70% of the population and help guide them through life. And the reason is that I get to be a direct mirror for them. So they come into my life and I get to quite literally amplify back to them what's going on. So through a natural conversation, they're working out their entire life and everything that's happening because I am 100% designed to help them navigate through that, right? Like that's my superpower. And then you have reflectors, which is only 1% of the population. Crazy enough, I have a ton of reflectors in my life. Like reflectors are drawn to me. It's magical and I love it. Like I love it. Um, but reflectors themselves have no defined spaces. So everything is open. They are a reflector. They literally amplify everything back. They are designed to show their environment, the health of the environment. So they will get sick if their environment isn't doing well. Back in the day, they were like the healers, right? When we lived in tribes, if this person got sick, it meant the entire tribe was basically doomed, right? Like that's like, y'all need to change your ways. We got to make some massive changes. Um, and then they would, they would move areas or whatever needed to happen. This is who they went to for like ultimate guidance, essentially. And so now that I know that and I understand that my entire family is generators, I understand why I felt so different, right? My mom always told me, like, you're different. You're, you're not like us and that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. But also I truly felt like the black sheep, right? Like I didn't fit in with my family at all but I was always trying to keep up with them. I was super frustrated because I was amplifying their energy and trying to work out of their power and keep up with them and all of their things. And it didn't work. I was always sick and burnt out. Like I was seriously always sick as a kid. And it's the craziest thing because the doctors couldn't figure out why I was sick all the time. And then as an adult, I'm as healthy as can be. And no offense, mom, <laughs> right? But I needed to get away from all of that energy and all of that pressure and everyone else's stress I was absorbing all of it. And as a child, I didn't understand. And so I took it all on. And that was terrible. Like for my health, it was just terrible in the same way a reflector would have. And I say that because I only have two spaces defined. Thank God it's my spleen, which controls your health and my root, but I'm always under pressure. So can you imagine um, with your root defined, you're constantly feeling pressure and pressure is neither good nor bad. It's whatever you want it to be. You're either um, going to be like stressed and freaking the fuck out or like happy, right? There's two different types of stress. You can use it for doing things, right? Going to the gym, getting work done, or you can just be a hot mess. And so, um, I'm always under pressure, but then also I'm constantly feeling what everyone else is going through and what they're doing and I'm getting their ideas um, and just all everything. I'm absorbing all of it, like a big hug. And I can't get away from it because it's in the house. And then when I do get away, I'm at school because I'm a child, right? So I'm in a classroom full of other people or I'm in a sport or like some type of an extracurricular church, whatever, always surrounded by other people. Like I never got away. I was literally, like I felt crazy growing up and it makes sense to me now. Like, of course I wanted to run away. 
I needed some alone time. <laughs> um, so anyways, I say all of that to say, it's not like my, like growing up, my family wasn't terrible, but I needed to get away. And my mom did her best, but she can only do her best with what she has and what she knows. And so we just never really got along. And it was like the best thing ever when I moved out because I got to be by myself all the time and I loved it. But as a mom, I want my daughter to see a healthy, thriving relationship. So I had to forgive my mom and I had to forgive myself for a lot of things, all of the ways I felt like my mom did me wrong. Right. And I'm not even, this is, this has nothing to do with my mom. This is a self-reflection thing, right? Like I had to forgive. I had to look at it and be like, Oh, my mom was doing the best she could. She told me to go to bed to take a nap because she knew I needed to recharge my batteries. But as a child, I felt like I was being punished. So I didn't want to be who I was. Right. Like, and I had to make those connections. I had to do that work. That's the kind of work I do with my clients, by the way. Like I had to do that and I had to go in and I had to forgive it all. And I let my daughter watch me do that process. I let my daughter be there while I had those conversations with my mother. I let my daughter watch me cry. And she needed to go through all, like, she, I feel like it's important. We talked about it. You know, she gets to learn. And that was important to me. It's important to me to have a good relationship with my mom, to heal that bond. It's a good relationship, or it's, a, it's important to me to have a good relationship with my grandmother because I want to hear those stories. And I love the things that the women in my family can do. Like some of the things when I say them and then my grandma's like, oh yeah, the women in our family, like we have that on lock. How come I didn't know that? Like, these are the best kept secrets. The women in our family are amazing. They're badass. Like, they're, it's, a, it's so cool. But why don't I know that? I don't know because I haven't had these conversations. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Having the conversations. Like, I want to know what's going on with you. I want to know what it's like for you to be a mom, right? What's your journey like? I want to know what it's like for you and your mother. I want to know what it's like you being a woman in existence in today's earth. Because you're here for a very special reason. Like, a really special reason. And I know that about myself being a mother, right? Like I'm here for a very special reason and I get to guide this child. Like I get to be the one there to have these conversations with her. And it's so cool. And it's also kind of tricky, like, you know, not body shaming. It's harder than you think it is. It's really hard. And I don't know. I don't know what to say because my daughter and I have very different body types and I'm trying not to love a feature on her body, but at the same time, like, what do I say? You know, I want to say things like, you know, she puts on shorts and in my mind, oh, she has really long legs. So I'm like freaking out. And I want to say something like, oh, your legs look great in that. But I don't want to just compliment her on her body, right? Or, oh, I love you so much. And, oh, you're so beautiful. And I have to expand on that. You're such a beautiful person. You have such a beautiful heart. I love how kind you are. I love how you're always thinking about other people, making things for other people, right? Like, there's some hard conversations. There's some hard things that you have to change. Like, I still don't know how to talk about, like, bodily stuff in general with my daughter, right? Like, we had a conversation leading towards some sexual stuff. I'm going to save it for a later podcast. There is actually a podcast coming out on this like particular conversation. Um, but Aaliyah had asked me a question and 
there's like an adult way to answer it. And then there's also like a very hidden way to answer it. And then there's like a scientific way to answer it. And then there's like an empowering way to answer it. My head was spinning and I didn't want to stall too long because I was like, you know. So let me leave you with this tip really quick. One of the best things I've learned while being a mom, and this is a sales tip. This is a, like a conversation tip in general, but it works. It works in conversations with your children. I like to pause and just say, hmm, let me think about that for just a moment. And that, that gives me time to think. Your kids will respect you for that. Also, they don't feel like they have to know everything right away because you, by doing that, are giving them permission to pause and reflect. This will let them slow down and test. This will let them slow down when they're under pressure, when they're in job interviews. This gives them permission from a young age to think about what they're saying before they just say it. Like we always wonder when, you know, as our kids are growing up, like why do they just say the first thing? Because as mothers, as fathers, we take it upon ourselves to just know everything because we've been around the block a time or two. They're doing exactly what we do. I don't care that they're seven. They're doing exactly what we do every single day. So I've started pausing and I've started letting her know, especially things I don't know the answer to. Like, I don't know. We're going to have to look that up. And I love when she uses that. I love it. She asked me a question the other day and I said, you know, baby, I really don't know. Well, you know, and she was like, okay, well, we'll have to look that up. And I was like, just remind me, you know, when we stop, I was driving. I was like, we're going to have to do this once we get to grandma's. And she was like, mom, you can just ask Siri. I'm sure she'll figure it out. <laughs> So kids and their technology, and it's beautiful though, because she doesn't have to wait for that answer. And I'm not even talking about like a, like an instant gratification type thing, but how innovative, think about that as an employer, do you want the kid that's like, okay, well, I'm not going to finish this conversation. I'm not going to do this thing. I'm not going to work on this project because I don't have the answer right now. It's going to take me a couple hours to figure it out. Or do you want the kid that's like, wait, we don't have... Like you can't stop what you're doing. Like you can't text it, but you have voice control. You can do that. You can hand it to me and I can do it. You can tell me how to spell it. Right. Cause she knows how to, she knows how to spell. She knows how to read. If she needs help, I can help her. She can sound it out so many different ways that could have gone. And she just chose the easiest hand-free way. And she just simply gave me another solution instead of allowing me to sit there in defeat with my one answer. Because my brain says, don't text and drive. Her brain says, you don't have to text and drive, but you can ask Siri. That's amazing. Like, that's amazing. But I'm going to take credit. Like, it's Mother's Day and I'm going to take credit. I did this. I did this. Her dad did this. Her stepmother, her beautiful, wonderful stepmother did this. My husband did this. Her grandparents, like she has seen us all do this. Pause and reflect. Take some time. Find another solution. We're always talking about those things. Okay, it's not working out this way. So let's find another way to do that. It's no big deal. Calm down. Let's figure this out together. She wanted something. She made it happen. She was resourceful. Girl, she got that from me. <laughs> she got that from me, right? So I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to end this really quick talking about her stepmom and talking about co-parenting. And um, I don't know. It's, there's so many different things I want to say. But I want to say the thing. Oh my gosh, so many things I want to say. I am so blessed 
to be able to encourage my daughter to love another woman fiercely. That's what I want to say though. Like, I am so blessed that I get to do that. And it's amazing the way it's worked out. My mom, I was showing my mom pictures the other day. Um, I picked my daughter up from my ex's house. We went over to my mom's and I was saying something and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to show you. And I was talking about Aaliyah's stepmom. I was like, you have to see their engagement photos. They turned out so good. Oh my gosh, yada, yada. Like, they're so gorgeous. Like, check this out. And I'm sitting there showing my mother engagement photos of my ex, his fiance, and my daughter, right? And I'm going through all of these. And my mom paused and she was like, I love, <laughs> this is what my mom and I are doing now. But anyway, she paused and she's like, I love that you are in a place where you can 100% honestly, wholeheartedly, happily share pictures of your ex's happiness and your daughter's happiness and their new family. And like, it, you're, you're excited, like you're happy about it. Right. And she went on about it. And then she said, and I'm also so happy that insert my ex's name. I'm sure if you've been following me around for a while, you know it. I just haven't had permission from him to release it on the podcast, but it is what it is. So my ex, right? She's like, I'm so glad that he found a woman that loves your daughter and you know, all of this stuff. I'm blessed. Like I am blessed and I'm blessed that I get to be her friend and I am blessed that she's on social media with me and I am blessed that she gets to see my work too. And I'm blessed that she's interested in it. And I am so blessed that my daughter gets to have two moms on mother's day. And I'm blessed that she gets so many Christmases and so many people around her that love her for her birthdays and all of those other things. I don't mind. I don't. Because I know when I'm not around, Aaliyah still has somebody that absolutely loves and adores her. I know when I am not around, Aaliyah has another woman around that is strong and beautiful and independent and can hold her own. I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about my daughter being raised in any other way. And I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. So um, that's what I want to tell you. And I want to encourage you to take the time to get to know the people that you're going to be around, co-parenting or whatever the case may be. Um, this book that I keep holding up, this human design book, this is actually for my ex. This, let me show you. He's a reflector. I can tell you that. It's okay. That's not super confidential. He doesn't even know. I haven't even given this to him yet. Um, like, here he is. This is his beautiful chart. Uh, so it's actually, it's really powerful. He's got a lot of really good lines. I mean, there's a lot of, he, he's something else. He's a force too. Um, like I, I've done this for her. I've gotten to know her on a very deep level, like an energetic matching level. And maybe that's a different interview. Maybe her and I will do an interview together. Maybe we'll even talk about this, but Being a co-parent has been such a big blessing and being able to work with another woman and to show my daughter that I don't have to compete and that she's not a competition and I'm not being replaced. Like 
when my daughter asked me how I felt about her calling another woman mom, I asked her how she felt. Like, how do you feel about it? She's like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. And I was like, okay, well, that's for you to figure out. Like, you get to name your stepmom whatever you want to name her. That's between you two, right? And that's the conversation we had. Like, you need to go talk to her. If you want to call her something else, if you want to have a name with her, then figure it out. What works for you guys? What feels good? Mom, mommy, mama, something else. She calls my husband Joshi, but sometimes she calls him dad. That's okay. Because she calls her dad, dad, daddy, daddy, or dada, dad, whatever. She calls him whatever she wants. It's her dad. She calls me mom and mother. <laughs> mother. It's always been mother. It's just a name. And what makes it special is the meaning that's put behind it. I don't care what my daughter calls me as long as I know what it means between us. And I don't care what she calls her stepmom as long as they know what it means between them. It doesn't make me less of a mom if we have the same name. My mom and I have the same name. My sister and I are both called mom. It doesn't make us the same person, right? How many moms are on this planet? We're not the same, even if we go by the same mom, mom, mommy, you know, whatever it is. We are more than just mom. There's a woman in there. There's a powerhouse in there. Maybe you run a business. Maybe you have a career. Like you've got hobbies. You've got friends. You are a whole other person. But still, at the end of the day, Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for your service. Thanks for everything that's going on. You're a powerful woman. <laughs> and I'm so glad to be a mom. I'm so honored just to be on this journey. All right. So um, anyways, that was just a little bit about me and about momming and all of the cool stuff. I can't wait to have these conversations with you in the Facebook group. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Um, I'll see you there soon, right? I know I will. So invite your friends, invite your mom friends, invite your lady friends. This is for all women, all freaking women. So if you don't know, let me just give you a breakdown really quick. Our Facebook group is where the conversation happens. This is where we're posting constantly, myself and the whole team. This is where we talk about our blog. This is where we talk about the topics. This is where you can ask questions. This is where you get to connect with other women. There is no judgment, and we talk about that all over the place, all the time. There's even a post in there on correct ways to respond because you don't have to have the answer. You don't have to know anything or everything. You just have to, you know, show up and be like, hey, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here. Like, I'm a woman and I'm standing with you, right? Like, that's what this is about. We get to learn from each other. We get to grow as women, as moms, as business owners, as whatever it is that you are, whatever titles, labels, boxes, categories, whatever it is, we're all here to learn, to expand, to elevate together. And we can only do that by having real conversations. If we're sugarcoating it, if we're hiding it, if we're embarrassed by it, we're never going to know what's really out there. Right? Like I had a mom that asked me the other day, if every mom or if anyone else ever feels tired of just like being a mom, but then instantly feels guilty because she actually like loves being a mom, but like really needs a break. And I'm like every day, that's, that's what it is. Like, you know, um, but we're in it together, but we don't know until we open up that conversation. And that's what the Facebook group is all about because it's private. You get to go in there. It's safe. It's only women. And we get to have these amazing conversations. 
Now, IG is just a place for us to connect, to share some behind the scenes, to keep you up to date, to keep the conversation going. Um, but, you know, not as intimate. We're probably not going to be talking about masturbation on there as we will in the Facebook group. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this is for women. Right. I do want this to be something that you could share with your daughters, your nieces, the younger people. However, there's cussing, there's realness. We're women. So you know what? There's sex in our lives. There's probably drugs and alcohol in a lot of people's lives. Like I know in Oklahoma, weed is now totally legal. Like that's something we're going to be talking about. Like, is it okay to blaze up? And not even is it okay, but like, do you do it? How does it make you feel? Like, are you a better mom? Like, are you an advocate? Why or why not? Like, it's just going to be a conversation. And that's the beauty about what we're doing here. So when I invite you to come at the join in the conversation, like when I say, join the conversation, come on over, like, let's keep this going. I really do mean it because I believe that's what brings us together. That's why we're doing this. All right, so I will see you soon. Um, so glad you were here. Stay tuned for the next episode where I'm going to be interviewing one of my dear friends. We're going to be talking about a different side of motherhood. I'll talk to you soon.